what's good guys and welcome back to the lifted warrior podcast this is season two wow that's crazy season two man i never thought that this would be something that i was going to continue it was just a small project that i started just trying to follow god and here we are season two crazy um but if you don't know already this season's series is called heart check we're really going to be diving into a couple of things concerning our hearts, concerning different things that we may go through as men, looking at it from a biblical perspective, being able to see what God says about it and really focusing in on that so that we can be better equipped to handle life, to handle the different things that life would throw at us and to just handle being a son, handle being a husband, handle being a father, handle just being a brother or friend. So this first topic that I really want to talk about is how we think about ourselves in our heart. The reason why I really want to start here is because with everything else that we'll talk about, whether it be different things, trauma related, like disappointment or grief or rejection, everything is really going to stem from how we think about ourselves, how we look at ourselves, um, and really what's what's in our heart concerning our image, our personal image, right? That self-esteem standpoint. So really just even diving in and understanding that what the heart's definition is from a biblical definition. If we look at Strong's dictionary, it says that the heart is very widely used for the feelings, the will, and even the intellect. Likewise, it is the center for anything. So it's the center of our being. It's the center of everything that we would do. It's what gives us our feelings. It's what gives us our will. And it's what gives us that drive. It's basically our motor. It's what allows us to be who we are. So knowing that, why is it important that we deal with our hearts? Well, simply being, it's because if you don't know what's in the thing that's driving you, if you don't know what's basically planning out your life, basically on a day to day basis, if you don't know how you view yourself from an internal standpoint, then you're leaving your life up to anything that you would consume daily. How can I say that? The reason why I can say that is because everything that you would consume daily, whether it be from your eyes, whether it be from your ears or even just from thoughts that are placed in your mind that aren't yours, those thoughts are seeping into your heart. And because those thoughts are seeping to, seeping into your heart, they are then being what's played out in your emotions. It's what's played out in your actions. It's even what's played out in how you perceive yourself. So again, what, what's in our hearts will eventually be brought to the surface. It's what's going to guide us through life. And whatever is in there is directing us. It's shaping our self-image and it's telling us who we are, um, even if it's on a subconscious level, even if it's on a level where you're not actively thinking about it, it's still something that it's shaping you. And this is why when Henry Ford said, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. The reason being is because what's in your heart is what's going to guide you. What's in your heart is what's going to make you into whatever. For example, um, when I was in middle school, um, up until eighth grade, I was just in normal classes and I really wasn't a a scholar at all, man. I was just getting by. I had C's and a couple of B's and maybe I get an A in like something simple like social studies. 
But in eighth grade, what happened was one of the gifted teachers decided to test me for gifted. During that testing, I ended up being put in the gifted classes. And because of that, it changed the way I viewed myself. Up until that point, I only viewed myself as someone who could get by. Um, I I didn't really think much of my scholastic career. It was just, you know, I'll get by, I'll get my C's, my D's, whatever. I'll get to the next grade, right? But after testing and being put in the gifted classes, it changed the way I viewed myself internally. And that change took me from someone who just got by in class to someone who then was not only just excelling in class, but it also propelled me to graduate from college with honors. The reason why I'm sharing that is because when you change the way you view yourself internally, it drastically changes your outlook or drastically changes your projection externally. If who you are today or what we see in front of ourselves today is not where we want to be, if we're not satisfied, we have to put in the work to check our heart, see what's actually in there, see, check our self-image, check our um, what's guiding us on a daily basis and change that. When you begin to see your current state of where you are as beneath what you're able to do or what your ability is inside of yourself, then you'll begin to make that change. Now, we have to take that responsibility seriously that what we currently see is in large part a result of our own doing. It's because we have not fully believed that we are above and not beneath in Christ. It's because we have not fully believed that we are um, the head and not the tail in Christ. So going through all of that, how do we change this, right? How do we change what we see internally? Um, I gave you an example. Sometimes it's not what we do, it's what other people may do. Sometimes other people may see something in us and begin to pull on that thing. And because they begin to pull on it, it then changes the way we think about ourselves. Now, another way that we can do this is understanding that um, or understanding Proverbs 23 and 7. And it says that as a man thinketh, so he is. So understanding that we have to reshape our mind to that which of what God has called us to. And I know in this verse, it's not talking about, um, you know, what we think about ourselves. It's really talking about not trusting a evil man's words because what's in his heart um, or what's his intentions are is still are still evil. We can take that same understanding and apply that to our own lives. Right. So if we understand that what I say Maybe one thing, but what I actually believe is another thing, then we'll understand the importance of how we change what we see in our lives or how we change the way we view ourselves. Um, and the, the biggest what the biggest thing that I will say about this is I know that we a lot of us may say that we believe we can be successful. A lot of us may say that we believe we will be, we can be a loving father, a loving husband, a loving brother, or you know, a loving Son, but until that's what our heart is saying, it will never see it. So I want you to begin to ask yourself some hard questions. The first thing is, do you think you deserve to be where you are? The second is, do you think that you currently are enough? The third is, when you look at your situation, do you expect to be where you are? Fourth. Do you expect to get out of life what you are currently getting? 
And fifth, at the end of the day, do you believe it's okay to stay where you are? If your answer was yes to any of those questions, then hey, congratulations. You're getting out of life what you believe or what your belief system says that you should be expecting. If you answered no to that question, then again, congratulations. You're at a point now where you can begin to change what your heart says to what the Bible says. So your heart may be telling you internally that you're not enough. Your heart may be telling you internally that you don't know enough, that you aren't able to love at the capacity that your wife needs you to, that you're not able to love at the capacity that your child needs you to, or you're not able to connect at the capacity that your brother or your your mom or your sister or you know your friend is it needs you to. But now that you understand that that is the case, you can correct that with the word of God. And the way that you do that is first beginning to pray and ask God how he sees you. What's the purpose he placed on your life? Now, these answers won't always come easy. In fact, for many, it's not going to come easy. It's been something that you've probably been asking and asking and asking and asking and asking and asking God for previously. But you're going to have to take some time away, sit down and pray and even fast in order for God to be able to open these things up to you. Um, and, you know, for many of us, we we pray or we say that we're praying and we're asking God and we're seeking God and we're, you know, you know, seeking after his will for our life. But if we be truly honest with ourselves, just like we're being truly honest with ourselves about how we see ourselves, we then can understand that we don't really chase God concerning these things. We don't really even check our hearts, honestly, concerning any of these things. But as you begin to pray and God begins to reveal who he has made you to be, who he had formed you to be before, or who he knew you to be before he formed you in your mother's womb, then you can then internalize that thing and begin to believe that for yourself. Don't say that, oh, one day I'll be whatever God called me to be. For this case, for this example, I use a CEO. Don't say one day I'll be a CEO. No, say I'm a CEO today. I may not be uh, in operation of my own company, or I may not even, the world may not recognize what God has called me to be just yet, but I'm that. Because before God formed you, he gave you everything that you needed and he put it inside of you. So what's the dangers of not doing this work of really taking the time to sit down with God, pray and see what he's what he's called you to be and remove everything else out? I want to give you two two verses and we're going to stay in Proverbs. So the first one is Proverbs 16 and nine. And it says the heart of a man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. And then Proverbs 29 and 18 says where there is no vision, the people perish. So to really take some time to dig into these two things, right? When you don't take the time to examine what's in your heart, you're following a plan that is not yours. And even worse, it's not even God's plan for your life. You're following the plan, like I said earlier, for everything else that you're ingesting on a daily basis, everything that you're listening to, whether it be rap music or, or R&B or whatever it is that you that your preference is to listen to or what you're watching on TV or what you're watching on social media every day. Those things begin to take precedent of your life if you're not diligent to be following the plan that God already put in place for you. For example, have you ever been on social media and you're constantly seeing videos of how to, you know, 
whatever, how to start your business in five easy steps, right? Now, all of a sudden, you're having ideas and dreams about starting a business and coming up with game plans for that thing. It's because you let the thought of what was on social media infiltrate your heart. And now you're acting that thing out. So because your heart is constantly planning out your life, we must constantly examine our hearts and what we're putting in our hearts to make sure that it's in alignment with God and with who God says we are. Um, And also just to make sure that our hearts are clean, man, there's so much filth in this world. There's so much filth over the airways and over um, social media and over, you know, just even regular TV that we have to constantly be checking what's in there to make sure that 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 filth does not infiltrate us to the point where now we're acting out um, lustfully or we're acting out of pride or we're acting out anger. Um, But anyway, back to it. And also your life will be guided by something at all times. Again, I was telling you the example of social media. If you're not diligent to be the one doing the guiding, something else will come in and try to guide you. The devil is a lie that you do not have to fall in line with what he says that your life should be. You don't have to fall in line with whatever may come up. You simply have to follow God. And lastly, when we do not take the time to understand the plan of God for us, that God has for us, and then create a vision of that plan, we are leading ourselves to failure. Um, there's a, a popular saying that says, when you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And that's very true. And that's that's seen in Proverbs 29 and 18. And now vision here is not talking about our natural vision, but it's talking about the revelation that we get from God. If we're not taking that time to sit with God and get that revelation and then uh, allow our hearts to digest that revelation, then we're not going to be able to ever become what God has called us to be. So lastly, how do we apply this, right? The first thing is to clean our hearts, man. And the best example that I can give you for this or the best way to apply this is something that God gave me last year. And it's called, the way he gave it to me was purifying your fountain. And very simply, you know, we've been talking about this all throughout this episode, but, you know, throughout the day, throughout our lives, we get so many different things that come up um, that would seep into our hearts and try to guide us, try to lead us, try to direct us, right? Um, and so what God told me was like everything that you're watching, everything that you're listening to, make sure that it's being checked, make sure that it's being filtered before you just allow it to be something that you consume, even as it concerns different ministers, even as it concerns different, you know, people who claim to be Christians, even filter those things out. Because one of the worst things that you can do is be listening to someone who is in a different season than you are. And that caused more frustration that caused more disappointment in your life. And it caused more strife in your life because while they may be a good teacher, while they may be a good prophet or whatever, if you are not, if they are not assigned to your life, they can give erroneous wisdom not saying that the wisdom isn't good, but they can give wisdom out of season and something out of anything out of season is just going to cause more strife. So first thing, like I, like I said, is clean your heart, cleanse your heart. And it starts by purifying what you're putting in your heart and then spending time with God to ask him like simply, God, what's in my heart that doesn't please you? What's in my heart that you don't like? What's in my heart that I don't even know it's there, but it's causing conflict between me and you? Or even worse, it's causing conflict between who you have called me to be, who I see myself as, and 
what I'm currently seeing in my life. Second, after you've done that, is to get to know the purpose for your life. I want you to really sit down and ask God to come in and to reveal his purpose in creating you. It may start as something small. And, you know, I can even share the first thing that I really understood that God called me to, right? And it's nothing even in like the body of Christ at all. It's simply to help other people get to where they want to be. And the way that he did that was by even highlighting to me different ways that he's been doing that through me my entire life, whether it was through, you know, helping coach or train people after I finished playing football or even, you know, just my disposition in my wanting to help other people after I understood anything, whether it be something in school, whether it be the Bible, whatever. God will reveal your purpose to you. If you take the time to sit before him and ask and pray and really seek his face. And then after that, you know, if you already know your purpose, you have to begin to do the work to make sure that it is known in your heart. There's a difference between head knowledge and knowing something to be true in your heart. Um, for example, a kid can know that a fire is hot, but until they experience the heat that it produces, they don't know not to touch it. For example, you can tell a kid all day long, hey, don't touch that. That's hot. Hey, don't touch that. That's hot. Hey, don't touch that. That's hot. But until they feel that that what what you mean by that's hot until they experience that and then they know it in their heart what that is. It doesn't mean anything to them. Same thing for you, your purpose and how God views you. If you have a head knowledge of it. You have a head knowledge that God has called you to preach the gospel. You have a head knowledge that God has called you to be evangelist. You have a head knowledge that God has called you to be a preacher or to be a pastor or apostle or prophet. You have that head knowledge, but you don't have the understanding in your heart of what that truly means. And even your function in that, that role, then it doesn't mean anything. You're just as as useless to the body as someone who doesn't know their purpose at all. So after knowing your purpose, take the time to really implement that into your heart. Um, anytime your thoughts do not line up with who you truly are, correct yourself. Disown the lie that the devil is trying to tell you and replace it with the truth of what God says. When you have that thought that you're not good enough, disown that thought and declare over your life that God has designed and crafted you specifically for this assignment. When you have the thought to, to give up um, and to just go back to your old ways and not to follow Christ, tear that thought down and replace it with the truth of God. Lastly, man, as, as we wrap this thing up, um, I really want to leave you guys with just just one challenge. And it's really simple. It's to find a scripture that tells you who you are in Christ. For some, this will be specific. For others, it will be as simple as anyone who is in Christ is a new creature. Behold, the old has passed away and the new is here. But what I really want you guys to do is to partner with that. Partner with that in your thought. Partner with that in your prayer. Pray it through and really begin to believe God in what he says you are. Really begin to believe God in what is written in the Bible. Allow that to begin to change who you think you are or who you believe yourself to be in your heart internally. That's it, guys, man. That that was, you know, that's my that's my 20 minutes up. Um, 
I really am excited for this season. And it, it's a lot to get into. Um, and what we're doing today is just really simple things as far as just really being able to see or understand and perceive who we are from a heart perspective. Um, next week, what we're going to be talking about is how to deal with stress, how to manage stress from a biblical standpoint, how to manage stress from a standpoint of partnering with God and allowing him to settle your heart. You don't want to miss it, man. And I don't want you to miss it either. Um, I'll see you guys next week. But until then, stay lifted. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening through the podcast. If you want to continue to build your foundation in Christ, I need you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you would like to support the ministry, just click the link in the description. Until next week, stay lifted.